Warning, this podcast is intended for adult audiences only. We discuss sex and sexual relationships in a frank and open manner. We are not marriage and family therapists or sex therapists, and the content provided is for informational and entertainment purposes only. If you are under the age of 18 or do not wish to hear explicit discussions about sex and sexual relationships or adult language, then you shouldn't listen any further. But if you are, well, grab your seat, grab a drink, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Accidental Swingers. All right, Phoenix, you tell us about your staff and Rod. (laughs) (laughs) My staff is pretty boring. It's not five feet long. It doesn't burst into flames. Just kind of there. It's utilitarian. It does what I need it to most of the time, but not always, to be quite honest. Jesus. All right, I'm just going to crawl inside this beer now. Call it a day. We're Marina and Tristan, a longtime married professional couple in our early 50s. Kids, dogs, cats, vacations at Disney World, you know, the whole nine yards. But in 2018, we decided, after years of kind of talking about it, to live a non-monogamous lifestyle. But it wasn't that easy, was it? No, it wasn't. You see, we sort of accidentally started swinging. Yeah, we did. And we found our story so humorous and fun that we decided to record and chronicle our journey for ourselves so that we could go back and listen to our adventures. And boy, have we had some adventures. Yeah, we have. In the last few years, we've found that we really love this lifestyle that we've chosen. And it's not only strengthened our marriage, but it's also helped us to grow both as individuals and as a couple. And as we began to go back and listen to our recordings, we realized that others may really benefit from listening to and hearing about our mistakes and our very very candid discussions about what we were going through and experiencing. We talk about and we laugh about. We laugh a lot. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we do. We laugh about the mistakes that we've made, the crazy things that we've experienced, and the exciting things that have happened to us. But we also talk very openly and honestly about the tough times, the emotional landmines and pitfalls we had to navigate, some rougher than others. So we thought that we'd create this podcast so that others may gain some perspective or some insight and maybe even learn a lesson or two about what to do and what not to do in their own journeys. And basically, you'll join us on our journey in real time because we will include excerpts of our recordings. Some will be quick outtakes, others will be longer conversations about what we were going through or experiencing at that time. So grab a drink. Or settle into your seat if you're driving. Relax, sit back, and join us as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The The Lifestyle. Well, hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome to episode 25. Yeah, episode 25. Yeah, so here we are. We actually have some special guests with us today here mm-hmm. to help us record this episode. We have Crimson Dragonfly. Hello. And Phoenix Fire. Good morning. Yep, and we're all here to talk about our topic today. Mm-hmm. But other stuff we have going on, too. We've got Pod Bash coming up in October. Yes. Yep, so that'll be, it's about a month away now? Yeah, I think it's yeah right at about four weeks out. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That's it, Secrets in Kissimmee. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. It, they're doing it in conjunction with Hallow Swing mm-hmm. Weekend. So there should be a lot of people. They're expecting a ton of people. Yeah. Yeah, that it'll be slammed. And there's, I don't know, a couple hundred pod bash people that are I coming? think I think so, yeah. So, I, yeah. I think Brenna said like 50 or 60 couples, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, maybe even a few more. Because yeah. there are people that aren't staying, too. So anyways, it'll be a lot of fun. We're yeah. going to be doing a, a couple rope demonstrations. Yep. And then we'll just be talking and meeting people. So it should be fun. We're very excited. Yeah. And then if you keep in touch with us on any of our socials, we'll be Instagram because I suck at Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, we had a great weekend at the beach last weekend, all four of us. Yes, we did. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I posted the picture today of uh, it was a throwback to our weekend last weekend, already a throwback, but we bought a growler of treat yourself 
what is that? What was it called? Like a seasonal sour or something? Probably seasonal sour, yeah. And uh, that was from Hidden Springs Brewery, which actually is here in Tampa. So we were in Cocoa yes. drinking mm-hmm. a beer from a brewery here in downtown Tampa, and it was fucking amazing. So yes. we bought so a- much so that we bought a sixty-four ounce growler, which is <laughs> we should and we should have gotten two. Yeah, we should have. <laughs> now, Who now, knew? Yes, after just finishing that off, we yeah. really should have gotten a yes. second one because yeah. we checked the brewery and they do not have that right on tap. I know, but we will oh. go visit the brewery. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Their it's, beer was amazing. Yeah. So we're excited to go try that. Tristan and I have been by it a couple times. We mm-hmm. just, I think we even popped our heads in once when we were heading down to something else to do. But holy smokes, that's good stuff. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then we also brought home, which we didn't get a picture of, but we brought home from the Playa Linda Brewing Company. We brought home a smaller, what was that? It was if a 32 ounce. 32 growler. ounce, yeah. The small mm-hmm. growler. And that was of their coconut key lime slice, I think it's called. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. oh my God. It was oh amazing. My God. <gasps> when did, we didn't take a picture of that. We drank that on Friday night or was that Saturday? Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah, we was had that after oh, yeah, dinner yeah, on yeah, Friday. That, yeah, that was our dessert beer because it tasted... It was <laughs> dessert. It was <laughs> dessert. Yeah. Oh, my God. And there... Well, actually, yeah, well, when they served it... Oh, my yeah. gosh, yes. Because we got that on a we flight. We got a flight. And, and they had like a whipped cream meringue type yeah. rim around the, the glass. That yeah, was awesome. even on the flight. Yeah, if you yes. look at our pictures on Instagram, you'll see it. We did. They had two different flavors. One was just kind of their... Oh, no, one was mango. Oh, the other was coconut, coconut and they also have just I think the lime but they didn't have that on tap right but they also make that <laughs> yeah so if you see that anywhere in your grocery store I don't I yeah, think that they do up. the regular key lime as oh, a, um, I wouldn't mind trying that yeah that Ooh. was in their cooler that you could buy but put that some was tequila amazing. in that wow Ooh. Oh. 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 tequila go. sunrise with oh yeah <gasps> yes <laughs> Well, apparently we have to go back to Playa Linda Brewing Company sooner yeah. than yeah. later. I'm all in oh, on that. Yeah. And what else is in Playa Linda? <gasps> yes. Ooh. Yeah. So why, why we stopped at the brewery? Yeah, well, we stopped at the brewery on our way back from the nude beach, the Playa Linda in the southern portion of the Canaveral National Seashore. We've been to Apollo Beach, which is on the northern end of the Canaveral National Seashore, both clothing optional, or at least at one of the parking lots. So Playa Linda, it's lot 13, which is the most very, remote. Very, very yeah. yeah, the northernmost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then at Apollo, it's lot six, five, five, which is the, the southernmost. Southern yeah. It'd be interesting to look at a map to see actually how far those two are. When I think it's pretty far. Well, Playa Linda was amazing. Like, first of all, if you like anything at all to do with the fact that everything down there is at the space, Kennedy Space Center and Cape Canaveral and everything like that, you literally drive. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see the VAB, the Vehicle Assembly Building from Cape Canaveral, which is just this huge building. It doesn't look so big because you see it from far away, but it is where they assemble the rockets. Yeah. And it's then, big enough that the Saturn V, yeah. they assembled the Saturn V rocket up. standing yeah. up in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they do them standing up. Wow. Back in the 60s, yeah. Yeah, and then I think that's launch pad 42A and 42B, which mm. is what SpaceX uses right now. And you literally drive, like, right, right. past it. We were like, holy cow, mm-hmm. you know. So like, cool. Less than a mile. You can see all the towers and everything is really right there, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the beach is, is great. It's a very – so they have their lots are very close together. Mm-hmm. We're at Apollo – you have you know pass the parking lot and it's like a mile down the road is the next one. Well, these are really close together, and so you can get a lot of people there. And it was it was really nice. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, I think I liked it better than Apollo, and it just I think the, for me the beach was nicer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was easier. I mean, you can get in the water there because it doesn't drop off as quickly as it does at Apollo. But yeah, we loved it, and it seemed like there were more people there. Yes. And now, granted, last time we went to Apollo was in November. Yeah. It was a little cold. Yeah, it was a little chilly. Yeah. It was also cloudy. It was cloudy and cold. And yeah. rainy. And, yeah, rainy. Yeah. But and we, we were like, we don't care. We, we were committed. We were naked at the beach. <laughs> I, but I felt there were less gawkers 
at this one. I think like, you're right, yeah. The other one, there were a lot of just dudes with clothes on just standing around, which was a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Playa Linda was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a nicer beach. It was definitely more inviting to actually get out in the water. And it seemed, like you say, it seemed like it had more people and they were a little more relaxed and laid back. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, and I think more couples. Yeah. 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 It seemed like there are more couples there. Yeah. Older, much older, also older mm-hmm. couples. We were middle of the pack, I think, but there were definitely older folks there. There mm-hmm. were some younger folks. Um, and it was clothing optional. It is clothing mm-hmm. optional. And they tell you, you know, they have the sign. We took our picture by the sign. You can find that on our Instagram as well. You know, that says to people that there may be nude sunbathers in the vicinity of the boardwalk. Oh, no. But there were definitely people that had, you know, their suits on and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or like a lot of the women just take off their top but mm-hmm. leave on their, their bottoms. We noticed one guy would go out in the water. He would take off his trunks. In the water. <laughs> and he'd like, oh, yay. <laughs> he, he had them back on when he came out of the water. Yeah. You know, I saw him yeah, a few times. He yeah. Doing, right? yeah, he's like, he oh. would take them off. He'd be all excited, like, oh, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> but I, then he'd put them back on yeah, before he would walk out. <laughs> I saw him in the water, and I thought, what is he doing? I like, don't know I, if he was embarrassed because they were there with friends or what. It was oh, cute, though. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's, and then there was the one guy that was surfing naked. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you go, dude? Yeah, because after the time that we spent surfing at Coco, I'm thinking, I no, that's, that I want my stuff wrapped up and tucked away. All protected. Yeah, because my toes and my knees and, and my chest to some degree, they already got bruised enough. I don't need to be whacking my junk around on the surfboard. I ain't going to serve nobody well. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was cool. Yes. Yeah, there was it was there were a lot of people, a lot of very diverse people, a diverse crowd, and we really liked it. We'll do a review of it and put it on the website, but it, very similar to Apollo, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but yeah. definitely nicer. It is a trek to get there. It yeah. is not mm-hmm. easy. You have to have complete and full purpose and yeah. intent to get there. Yeah, it was about not, an hour from Coco. Yeah, I thought you were going to say it's about an hour from everywhere. everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably because it's like thirty minutes even from but, there's one entrance in through Titusville. And it took yeah, us from the it. time we were in Titusville to the time we got to the parking lot thirteen or fourteen, whatever it is, it was at least thirty mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, at least it was worth the drive though. Oh, oh yeah. absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, we all absolutely. Oh, and pack a lunch and snacks and drinks because there yeah, is nothing, nothing there. there. Yep, yeah, there but, is absolutely. I mean, nothing. the weather cooperated. and We yeah, made a full wonderful. day of it. Mm-hmm. We thought we weren't going to be able to, but the, yeah. the rain stayed off. Yeah, it was great. And the yeah. bathrooms are gross. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're just yeah. the same gross, disgusting, so gross bathrooms. But <laughs> at least there's bathrooms there. If yep. you can't pee in the ocean, you know, then... But it was great, yeah. And I think that a lot of the ability to swim may have been a weather thing. And also because, like we said last year when we went to Apollo, it was wintertime. And that's when the dredging all gets Mm -hmm. kicked back up. And Mm -hmm. so the landscape does change. So it'd be interesting to see if Apollo's any better now. But knowing what we know about Playa Linda, we probably just continue to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a a track. Whereas at Apollo, Apollo, yeah. You can stay closer. Yeah, yeah, because we stayed right there in, what was it, 20 minutes? Yeah. 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 yeah, from New Smyrna Beach. From the condo we were right. staying in to... Lot 6 or 5. Yeah, lot six. 5. And it, five. that takes 10 to 15 minutes to get through even, so... But we also... <laughs> And I mean, there, there may be several reasons for this, but ultimately, we had the best time ever on this trip. Yeah. So oh it just gosh, seemed yeah. like yeah. staying where we stayed this time, as opposed to further south, there was more stuff for us to go out and do, and we just seemed to have a better time. So overall, north beats south on this one. No, you've got it no. the other way. Yes. 
No. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Apollo and New Smyrna is yeah. north. north in the next county yeah. up in Volusia. All right. Uh, there's my, there's <laughs> my famous sense yes. of direction. <laughs> the sun yeah. sets in the west, babe. Yeah. I know. I know. Water was on the right. This is how I do it. Water's on the right on the east coast, and it's on the left on the west coast if you're facing north. That's how I remember. <laughs> Which way is the water? So it was great, yeah, and the whole weekend was great. It was yeah. amazing. It was an amazing time. weekend. Yeah, we had um, very little planned, and everything yep. just we had was nothing like... nothing planned. No. Well, Phoenix and I had some, you know, we were going to... We knew we were yeah, going to surfing, surfing and stuff like that. Yeah. We knew we were going to Playa Linda, so with those things yeah. we planned. But it was kind of like we just popping into the Playa Linda Brewing Company was like, hey, it's pouring down rain, let's stop yeah. and get a beer before we head back. And we thought we were going to go someplace else for dinner, and we were like, holy shit, this place is amazing. <laughs> and we just yeah, sat down ourselves. Yeah, it was one of the, one of the best breweries the that we've been to as far as the number of beers that just tasted mm-hmm. amazing yes we had a flight of 10 and there was maybe one or two that we i think it was there was like, really eh. even one that we yeah. were kind of like we still drank it yeah. it was you know but it wasn't horrible but yeah they had their drinks their beers were amazing and that was a fluke yeah just, just having to see that and like, the food was excellent yeah too. yeah mm-hmm. we just yeah, we walked in like dinner. a boss <laughs> <laughs> We walked in through the back door because it was pouring down rain. And we had to park back at the back. And yeah, it was like we were lucky to find parking at yeah, that point. It was pouring down rain. <laughs> but we walked in because we came in the back way, and there was this couple sitting at a high top with six seats. They were sitting, but they were getting ready to leave. And the guy said, Oh, you can sit down. And we were like, Oh, we don't want to, you know, we were wearing our mask. And he's like, No, we're leaving. We're leaving. We're like, Oh, okay. So we just sat down. And, and, and keep in yeah. mind, we originally were just stopping in for a quick a beer, beer yeah. to yes. check them out. Yeah. Right. That's all we were going to. Yeah. So we were really just walking to the bar to get a beer menu and the, or to get it to see what they had and yeah. then I, I turned around to the table where the couple was I'm like oh can we borrow your menu and then he said yeah you want to sit down so what we didn't realize until much later didn't even <laughs> dawn on us the place was packed <laughs> And I went up to the front. Mind you, we came in the back through the beer garden. After we were done eating. After we were done eating. eating. And I'm we were getting ready to leave. Yes. Oh, it's because we were going to get the growler. Oh, yes. yes. I was yes. deciding what I wanted to get. And look to see what t-shirts they had. Yes. Yep. So I went up front. And I hear this man saying, well, where are we on the waiting list? And the guy says, well, you're next. And the guy says, well, there's a high top table over there with only two people sitting at it and whatever. And the worker says, well, some people are still, you know, anxious about social distancing and I realized that my eyes probably got as big as saucers because I was like holy shit there was a wait list yeah, we, just we, walked just right we just walked right in and sat down <laughs> and no one said a nope. word the waiter didn't say we a word we had no idea I, oh yeah my God. we had no that's not, that's not us no, no. oh my I God never I felt so bad, but it was so funny. Like, of course, we just walked in and sat down, and we and all had our bathing suits on. I had, I like, well, what did I have? I had my bathing suit on, on yeah. just a little wrap over it, yeah. like, half naked. <laughs> yeah, I never would have gone to a restaurant like that. <laughs> and not only that, but it never dawned us. Like, of course, we couldn't find parking. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> where were all the people? They were in line. <laughs> they were out front waiting for their people. <laughs> So that's how the whole weekend kind of went. It just flowed. It was, was, of course, we would just waltz right in and sit right down because we were us, and that's how the universe was treating us that weekend. So it was like got to see the launch. That was awesome. Yes. Oh yeah, that was. Yeah, we were sitting outside. Just we didn't know. Yep. And oh, the other thing we never got a picture of. Well, hang on, but so we were sitting outside at Whistle Pig or Whistle Pig. Whistle Pig. Yeah. And I went into the restroom, and as as I was walking to the restaurant, I saw on the TV that they were 
were doing launch coverage. And I thought, oh, when's the next launch? <laughs> and it said like three the, minutes. Well, it said eight oh four. Like the window ended at eight oh four, and I thought that meant eight oh four the next morning. But it was like seven fifty eight p.m. And uh, and I thought, oh, that's like now. now. <laughs> yeah. So I went back out and I said, hey guys, there's going to be a launch. And so and then at that moment, like all the people from inside sort of streaming outside. Yeah. And sure enough, and we had a direct line of sight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just from where we were sitting, we didn't even have to yeah. move. We sat in our seats that we were eating dinner in and saw the SpaceX launch. And it was the one that had the four civilians on mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Which was super five. cool. Yep. It was really neat because we're watching, so the coverage is on TV, and then you can see the flare, and then you obviously can see the rocket going. And so we're watching it, and it was a pretty decent amount up in the air before the TV caught mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we were yeah. That yeah, before we could hear it because it took. Well, that was even longer. Yeah, yeah. so it was like. I but the, nine the TV away. was at least 20 seconds behind yeah. reality. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're sitting there watching it go up in even... the sky, and they're like, five, four, <laughs> three. We're like, no, nah, not quite. Yeah, no, it's gone. It's gone. And then we saw the booster yep. come back down. We saw yeah. the yeah. turn around. Yeah. Yep, we yeah. saw the boosters come back. Now, they landed out in the water, so they didn't yeah. come back to the landing zone. But you could see them. It was so wicked cool, Yeah, having followed this forever. And we're kind of rocket nerds in our family. So it was mm-hmm. really, really cool. We actually went to the first return to landing zone, SpaceX launch where they brought the Falcon 9 back to ground instead mm-hmm. of out into the barge. So it was really, really cool. And then as a fluke, we forgot. Also, well, so we didn't know the launch was happening. And we got to see that. And then on Saturday afternoon, Sunday. We were, yeah, no, we it was did. Saturday afternoon, we were packing up the stuff to after our photo shoot that we did outside. Oh, we yeah. Left. yeah, that's yeah. right. Because yeah, you guys were standing. Well, right, you went in yeah. to watch yeah. the game yeah. real quick. Yeah, to catch the very end of the football game. And Phoenix and I were standing outside picking up the rope and stuff. We'd just done our picture. And we heard this big boom. And we looked at each other and I'm like that wasn't thunder and he and Phoenix says was that a sonic boom and I'm like holy shit the astronauts came back <laughs> so I looked up on my phone and sure enough it said astronauts land and I'm like holy shit yeah, so they had they had landed in the water also it was really really cool so that was an, another unexpected piece of everything so, that went on saw them leave heard them mm-hmm. return yeah and the other thing that we couldn't get pictures of because it was dark there are certain times of year over there on the east oh coast God, yeah, so Indian cool. River Lagoon we were on the Banana River side yep that the water is bioluminescent because of the bioluminescent plankton, or what is it? Phyloplankton, Phyloplankton. Yeah. Phyloplankton. We looked it up. So when we were out the very first night, something... I forget how it even happened. Like, we you, you, threw you something in the water. You or and I had walked out onto the pier just to kind of hang out and have a look around in the evening. Yeah. Either. You saw fish, I thought. And yeah, yeah. You, you said, like, I think we've got some glow-in-the-dark fish over here. And we started looking. And sure enough, you see these little flashes of that. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Green. Underneath. That's right. Underneath and the water. at that point in time, we thought it was the fish. Right. We didn't realize it was the water itself. Right. That came just a little later. Right. Well, we knew about it because we've been talking, actually, about going. Right. We had talked about doing it at nighttime. Kayak tour. Yeah, it's kayak not, tour. Yeah. yeah. And the matter of the time we had looked at doing it was not during season. But we didn't realize it happens kind of everywhere, depending where you are on the river and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So where we were staying, they right in had our backyard. the photoactive, whatever you call it, plankton. <laughs> And it was so cool. And the very last night, it was we saw it really well the first night. And then the next two nights, it was mediocre because it rained and whatever. And then the last night, it has to do with temperature and the daytime temperature and the temperature of the water and all sorts of stuff. But the last night we were there, it happened again. Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. a little bit more vibrant. Not quite as the first night, but we got to see... 
dolphins. Yeah. Yes. So to try and frame this up a little, remember what we learned was it's the water, not the fish. Right. And so it's anything that disturbs the water causes these guys, just like fireflies in the air, that they light up in the water. So there's billions of them that are super tiny. And so that first night we were out, we started throwing breadcrumbs and stuff into the water. We mm-hmm. figured out it was the water itself because you actually picked the rope up. That's to right. To kind of dangle See. it in the water. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the whole water just lit up when the rope came out. So we're like, ooh. And so as the fish would go by, as the water wraps around their body, you see, it's almost like looking at an, an x-ray. Yeah. You, know, you see the, the outline of the fish's body glowing in this ghostly green, but it trails behind them a bit. So it's yeah. kind of watercolorish. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not distinct. And with the catfish, too, you could actually see, see the whiskers. whiskers. You could see yeah. the whiskers. So we knew. Yeah, that's yeah. how we knew they were yeah. catfish. We had tons of catfish, tons of catfish. But yes, but that's how we knew and we saw them. We actually had dolphins go by. They were glowing. Yes. Glow in the dark yes. dolphins. Yes, so amazing. And then we were sitting there on the edge of the dock, all of us sitting on the very edge with our feet kind of dangling like you do when you're kids. And this really slow shadow kind of comes up underneath. No, it wasn't glowing in the dark. And I'm like... It was big. It was big. And I look at it and Phoenix is sitting next to me and, I, and it came from by him first and swam past the rest of us. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I'm like... And it, 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 re- it a, keeps going. Yeah. yeah, it's a manatee. It was, it was a, a manatee. You can see it, the tail was outlined a little bit in the glow. Yeah, yeah. Could, it was yeah, moving. It was moving but it was going so slow it really didn't activate, you know, all the photoplankton. So yeah. it was just, just like super faint. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but it was just literally you could like see right, it though. Yeah. Right. It was right underneath. Yeah. Yeah. It was huge. It was a yeah. really yes. big manatee. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was so cool. And then for the grand finale, mm-hmm. we were actually getting ready to leave and that's when the dolphins swam by yeah. just under our feet. Yeah. Two of them. Two of them. Yeah. 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 The two it's incredible. We even saw a stingray on the first night too. Remember mm-hmm. it was underneath mm-hmm. but you could see you could totally tell it was a stingray yep. by the way it was made. Yeah. It was so cool. It was Again, just an unexpected pleasure that whole trip so it was really really cool anyway it was awesome it was so that's what we've been up to kind of bring everybody up to speed we had a great trip so today what are we we going to talk about today what are we talking about today tristan why are we here well we're here to talk about feelings and yeah and so we've thought about this for a while and how to weave this in but in the last couple of weeks in particular we've gotten we always get a lot of emails and dms about this question about you know what do you do about feelings and then last week there was a particularly detailed and really nice email from one of our listeners asking some very specific questions about how do we deal with feelings Mm -hmm. and so i I told her, you know, I really need to think about before I respond to you, I need to think about how to frame this and respond. And oh, by the way, we're going to do a podcast on this specific to this topic. So here it is. Right. This is the conversation. And so we decided that it would be appropriate to have Phoenix and Crimson join us because we all have feelings. And so um, it just makes for a nice roundtable discussion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's today's topic. And I think a lot of it has come from not only from that particular listener, we've probably gotten five or six emails, especially after episode mm-hmm. 24 which was all about making choices and having choices and actually the hot wife episodes and things like that have really spurred a lot of this conversation and so we wanted exactly why we wanted to take the time to address it because we are getting so many comments about it right like how did you handle it and all that kind of stuff so right yeah so and do recall, a little bit of a deeper dive yeah so when we started in the lifestyle we had a lot of discussion about this topic because we were concerned that we might develop feelings for others and we decided that we were going to be sexually non-monogamous but emotionally monogamous and as we've discussed in prior episodes that didn't last long for us right we figured out actually pretty quickly yeah. that that was yeah, not that probably wasn't going to work yeah. for us yeah but it was scary when mm-hmm. we realized i think we were maybe even just moving into our second date with a second couple that we were like i don't we want to do this with feelings like, yeah 
And what does that look like? And I was really scared because I know I'm a feeling person and I know that I tend to get feelings for people. And I said to you, I don't, I don't know that I can do this without having feelings for people. So we talked about it very early yeah. on. And when we first started, that was one of my big tenets from the very beginning of us even talking was I said, I, I, I'm not sure at all what I want, but I know that one of the things I don't want is I don't just want anonymous sex with anonymous people. I want to develop amazing relationships with amazing people. And I don't know that I actually said, I want to have feelings for them, but it was kind of implied. It was just kind of understood. And then we got into it in the big, we're going to be emotionally monogamous, but sexually non-monogamous. You know, we heard that right away. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing out there. And I was just immediately struck by that. I'm like, wow, if I play with you in bed for an hour and I don't have any feelings for you when we're done, that didn't go very well then. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like I'm going to uproot my life for you right after our first play date. But if I don't have any feelings, that doesn't feel right either. It always seemed like it was a kind of a baked in part of it. Right. So we relatively quickly progressed to deeper relationships. And for you, it was Roy. Mm -hmm. For me, it was Amber. And ironically, Roy introduced Amber to us. Right. So we both really kind of took off pretty quickly with relationships with other people. And we had a lot of conversation and a lot of discussion. And it was scary for both of us mm -hmm. in different ways and at different times. But it was relatively early for us. And I remember because Roy and I did have a really great relationship and we had a lot of friendships type stuff going on but we would talk we would text we would call on the phone if he was traveling and it was late then we would talk and I remember you saying to me you're getting feelings for him and I said no I'm not like it was harder for me to even accept that because like well yeah of course it, you know friends I like being a friend I'm a friend with everybody you know I like everybody and you were the one that said no this is this is different mm -hmm. and I feel it right and I wasn't willing to accept that until yeah, you and said I, something and I was like yeah maybe you're right because yeah. I, I said no and then the next day I came back to you and said I, maybe you're right yeah it concerned me because this was a brand new right and it was scary and I was concerned and we did talk about it mm -hmm. and you know and you reassured me but it's disconcerting because there's got to be a lot of concern natural concern about what's this going to mean for us what's this going to mean for our primary relationship so we talked all that through and then I met Amber and I had the same thing happen and you had the same concerns and mm -hmm. so but by that time we had discussed it enough that I think it went a little more smoothly when it was my turn to experience feelings but there were still some rough patches and we've talked about those too because mm -hmm. those were the things where we had worked through a lot of the emotional pieces with Roy with you but then when it came down to you and Amber where you guys just took off really really quickly where I was going through all these little baby steps with Roy to get each milestone and you just had them all at one time yeah. <laughs> and it was hard it was harder for me I think we've talked about that yeah. but we've, that it was harder for me because I didn't get to work into it you all of a sudden just had this person and had permission to have feelings right away where I really had to you know watch mm -hmm. myself and make sure I didn't go too far or what that meant or what that felt like because we had worked through a lot of that you were just like yep really like her and can I go out and date her and all this other kind of stuff and I was like wait whoa 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 <laughs> let's talk about what that means and we did. We, and we did. talk about it a lot, yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, so I think with other couples and other people that we met, we always looked for connection where we actually had more of a connection to be able to enjoy people more in social settings, not just sexual settings. Right. right. In our situation, our entry into the lifestyle and our initial journey was very different than yours. We 
immediately connected with very experienced people in a very well-established community. And we just kind of got pulled into that. And we became very, very close mm-hmm. with our initial couple. And we don't have stage names for them. <laughs> <laughs> Bob and Sue. <laughs> All right, Bob and Sue Bob it and is. Welcome, Bob and Sue. Couple number one. We became very close to them because they were great people. They were great friends to us. They were great mentors. And so there was some level of emotion there, but it was never the kind of like ooh la la. Yeah, like a love, and, love. And yeah, yeah, love, love. Very, very good friends. And very, we care very about good them friends. As and friends. I think one of the things as as we've gone through much, much, much more now that we'll talk about as we go through this, but you know, I think one of the things that kept that kind of at arm's distance is that many of those people are in very different places than us in their life right now. So we had a love of the lifestyle in common, but we didn't have a lot else in common to just sit around and talk about. And so we did go places with them. We went to dinners Mm -hmm. and concerts and uh, we went on a couple vacations Mm -hmm. together and it was great fun, but it was never quite that deeply emotionally connected. So we had a much softer kind of introduction to... And we we never spent the night with each of them. Yeah, that was a big no-no in that community. Mm -hmm. You and I would sleep together. Right. Which is... So we didn't start to bump into this until we started seeing other people independently. Well, there was that other couple that we ended up sleeping with separately. That well, was that a was surprise. Quite an accident, that was an accident. <laughs> that, that was <laughs> that was the accidental sleepover. <laughs> That's a fun name. <laughs> I think I had one of those oh, ones. And, and I got yeah. to say, when we woke up the next morning, she was incredibly uncomfortable to figure out she was in bed with the wrong man. Right. <laughs> wow. Mine was a little better. <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured as much. <laughs> But then we, you know, just through the course of parties and the lifestyle and social connections, we eventually both bumped into other people that we started to have feelings for. And and then we started to see them independently. Mm -hmm. And I think for us, because we got such a soft injury into that, and because we'd said from the beginning, we want to build amazing relationships. For us, it was a much softer kind of transition. You know, we checked in a lot, but my consistent answer to Crimson is whatever you want, Mm -hmm. whatever makes you happy. If this is what you're after for the moment, then go and have fun and God bless. And so we had been through a lot and we'd done a lot of work in advance to really talk these things out. And we'd been fortunate to have help in those conversations from experienced people. So I think that was an easier transition for us. I don't know that we ever had an actual conversation as things were happening. I think it was just kind of very much, are you having fun? Are you okay? And Mm -hmm. if that's, you know, if both of those is a yes, then we're great. Go do what you want to do and keep me posted. Let me know you're safe and it's all good. And that was, I think that was the biggest thing for us because I know I messed that up the first time or two. I didn't stay as connected mm-hmm. as I should have. And it's just common courtesy stuff. Right. Uh, Same thing where person. I was the first one allowed to go out kind of by myself and I would check in. Right. <laughs> I was like checking in like, every hour. And then he <laughs> took off and I didn't hear from him for hours. I'm like, well, fuck. Right. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Sounds awful. It's very familiar. familiar. That does sound familiar. <laughs> so, uh, like, wait. gentlemen, if you're listening, check in. Check Check in with your with your other half, yes. Because I'm halfway there. (laughs) I'm pulling into the hotel parking lot. I see her across the lobby. Not that much detail. 
talk about that. <laughs> but I think that's really interesting. So let's fast forward a little bit. So Tristan and I had, um, you guys were busy with your group who was pretty much keeping at arm's distance. There were, you know, yes, we love you guys and you're part of this community, but it wasn't ever going to go any deeper than that. I think I even recall you, Phoenix, saying that there's one particular person that you have a really great connection with, but she always kept you at arm's length. And oh, yeah, there was any time I just gently asked, hey, individual play dates outside of a house party experience. And that was just a hard no every time. And but that's their, you know, that's, 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 that's the way they're doing it, and that's right. fine. That's yep. totally yeah. fine. Yep. So you still got to have that intimacy, that amazing bond, but it was only for them. Their safe place was that it happened over the weekend and or wherever you were, and then that was that. Yep. And I think for Tristan and I, we were definitely okay with making connections with couples and hoping that things would be more than just sex. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting mm-hmm. too at this point that the longer we've been in the lifestyle, you hear people all the time emotional monogamy, emotional monogamy. And then to fast forward quite a bit, we tell them about our current experiences. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, we just always wished we could find that one couple we could really connect with. Well, okay, if you didn't approach every house party with, but we're emotionally monogamous, maybe (laughs) that would happen for you. (laughs) Yeah, try to open yourself up a little bit. Well, and that's it. That's what I was going to say, actually. So fast forwarding a little bit, let's fast forward to all of us meeting in the lobby of the Aster at Nadia New Orleans in 2019. So long ago. Oh my god. I still have to do a mental date check on that. Yes. Um, And Phoenix and I had been messaging in our kick group beforehand. We didn't know each other yet. And Crimson and I were in the ladies group and we didn't really, you know, we didn't know you guys, but we had said, hey, you know, make sure we're we're all meeting. And when Phoenix and I met, we started talking. We realized that we were very geographically, we were very close Mm -hmm. by each other at home here in Florida. And your comment to me was, well, do you guys go out with other couples? And I was like, oh, yeah. And you said, no, no, no. I mean, do you like, we're looking for people we can go to like movies with and do mm-hmm. stuff with. And we and I was like, oh, my God, no, that's what we love. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> do you like hockey? Do you like any of those sports ball things? <laughs> we love sports ball. <laughs> and my answer was uh, uh, beer pump. <laughs> and I said, wait, you like beer? Yeah. I love beer. <laughs> Thank God for that. If it had been up to sports, we would have never got together. That would have been bad. Jokingly, Tristan and I really do enjoy sports, and we we joke because you guys not quite as much. And so Tristan's been teaching me all about sports and the rules and everything this year. So that was, I remember us talking about it. The first yeah. night we meet and we're talking about what's important to you, to you guys as a couple, what was important to us as a couple. And it was like, no, we, that's what we're looking for is to have mm-hmm. friendships and relationships and with people. And, and even then talked immediately about feelings and how, yep. is that okay? You know, and, you, I, and I remember one of the turning points in the conversation, we were talking about having feelings for other people. And Tristan said, love is not a pie. And that led directly to, oh my God, have you read that book? <laughs> And I'm pretty sure that's where we fell completely off the cliff. Yeah, I remember hearing you guys because we were just standing there kind of (laughs) talking. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think, yeah, like, Tristan said, or I said something about, well, Tristan's girlfriend, and you were like, Tristan has a girlfriend, girl. and I said, yeah, and you're like, you're okay with that? And I'm like, yeah, because I read this book <laughs> called The Ethical Slut, and I realized, and that's where, yeah. Oh, my God, I read that, too! Oh, my God! 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 Oh, my God
Plus Sex at Dawn. Did you read that one too? Oh my that's God. Where my hand, that's where my hand would be. I love that book. Yeah. That's my favorite. We got the clip up version of that. Yeah, it's a little dry to, for me. To go back to the, the original group we were with, we didn't have so much in common. But seriously, to bump into someone and realize that the top three books on open lifestyle relationships are on everybody's in the foursome has those three books on their bookshelf mm-hmm. somewhere. That was a great start because, yeah. I mean, that really says we're aligned in what we think about this and how we're approaching it. And dealing with feelings was a big part of that. Right. Like you say, even in that original conversation, we were all immediately very open about saying, we want feelings. We want something deeper than just, hey, let's go play for an hour or 15 minutes. Right. Whatever. <laughs> Never <laughs> 15 hours. minutes. Or three hours. <laughs> or three hours. Half a day. <laughs> but I think... I think that, and and one of the things is that because feelings are unpredictable and you don't know if you're going to have them or not, and I think that's one of the things that, especially Tristan and I, kind of at the beginning, immediately, you know, I recognized immediately that I was like, I don't think I can do this without feelings because that's just who I am by nature, but it did catch me by surprise. It Mm -hmm. wasn't something I was expecting that I was going to have to deal with. I never even thought about it, quite honestly. It happened really fast. Yeah. Well, we anticipated it, I mean, because we talked about it from the beginning right that's but, I mean, but, I even but when it actually happened yeah we it did catch us by surprise because it, like intellectually we had grappled with it but intellect and feeling are very different things and so when it actually hit it very much took us by surprise and i think that when we first started is what i'm talking about like i don't think we ever said well what happens if we get feelings for another couple i don't think we ever talked about that before we even got as we were doing our research mm-hmm. as we knew that our, our play date was coming how to do this without feelings i don't think we really ever oh no we didn't about talk about that. it yeah. until after actually right. it was the next day we started talking about it right yeah after. that's always a good time to start talking <laughs> yeah, about yeah, it exactly. the morning after, after hey morning we should after. probably discuss this <laughs> yeah. um that's how a lot of things have happened oh, yeah. 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 Phoenix, in case you didn't yeah. realize that like morning oops. after yeah. <laughs> oops sorry i was yeah. remember how we accidentally got split up even though we were never going to play in different, different rooms <laughs> Much like much how you accidentally woke up with your other yep. partner. Yep. Oops. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Talk about those things the morning after. Yep. But yeah, so I think that one of the things that we want to talk about is making sure that people do talk about feelings, that you're mm-hmm. going to have them. It's going right. to happen. Yeah. And it will catch you by surprise, but it's going to happen. So this is why we want to do this episode. Address those things now. Allow yourself, give yourself mm-hmm. the grace to say... It's okay to get emotional, mm-hmm. but then talk to your partner right. about, you know, and that's what we're going to talk about a little bit now. Yeah, because it does take you by surprise and it can spur uncomfortable feelings mm-hmm. that we would often label as jealousy. But as we've talked about before, jealousy in itself really isn't an emotion. It's just kind of a, a catch all for mm-hmm. other uncomfortable emotions and feelings. And so we started experiencing some of these uncomfortable emotions and feelings. And for me, it comes down to fear. And I was afraid of emotional attack attachment in the beginning and especially when it was Marina who was having emotional attachment I was afraid of what that meant for us and what that meant for me and for her individually but then as a couple it's scary because it makes you wonder are we going to stay together or or am I going to be replaced you know there are various fears that for me kind of culminate in this uncomfortable jealous feeling and so it's fear of being replaced a fear of being neglected a fear of becoming disconnected and that's very worrisome and do you think that all of those and and this is one of the key words that people talk about all the time is jealousy 
and we've talked about it and because of the way that we read about it in the ethical slut mm-hmm. which was such a light bulb chapter right for me for you i mean we've talked about it i think phoenix and i you, you and i have talked about it as well is that the way to view jealousy if you've never done work on your feelings and you've never done work on your jealousy you don't really understand what that is or the you just know you're jealous mm-hmm. and so the thing that the ethical slut talks about was that jealousy is really just kind of an umbrella term it really just describes the overarching feeling of what other stuff is going on so we Tristan and I learned very quickly like we need to keep diving you need to keep seeing where that jealousy is coming from and what that means because jealousy is just it's it's such a blanket term it's such a nondescript thing of what you need to do to dive a little bit deeper mm-hmm. and one of the things i'll say too and i've we've talked about this a lot i have a um, fairly strict differentiation in my head jealousy versus envy envy is you have something and i would like to have it too and that's not necessarily bad that's just saying wow that's awesome i'd love to have that Jealousy is you have something and I am pissed off that you have it and I don't and I'm going to take it away from you just because I'm pissed off. And I look down on jealousy tremendously and I try to really watch guard myself. The only times that I've ever been close to that are early on in our lifestyle where, for obvious reasons... Crimson Dragonfly's success at house parties was all but given. All we had to do was walk in the door. Uh, and I ended up standing in the corner with a drink in my hand. And it was really easy for me to kind of fall into that and go, well, shit, she's having a great time. And I'm just invisible over here. And that makes me feel shitty. And I would say that's kind of a good example of what we're saying, right? It's like, that's jealousy because it's based off she has something I don't. But what was really going on, there was a lot of self-judgment and self-scoring compared to all the other guys at the party, who half of which were probably standing around having the same conversation in their head. (laughs) But to me, they were banging everything in the room, and I was the only guy standing around alone. You know, I did have to work through that in the beginning. I remember I had a couple really hard months where house parties were not my favorite thing to go to. It, it is good to do work on yourself and get through those feelings and figure out there's nothing personal here unless I'm doing something wrong. That's easy to fix. And um, if I'm wrapped up in my head and my fear of being the only guy at the party who's not getting lucky, that thought and that emotion are probably the two biggest inhibitors to me getting lucky. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm standing around wrapped up in that negative thought process, I'm probably doing the most damage to myself at that party that I possibly can. Right. And so that was a big thing, right? To figure out you're being your own worst enemy here. Just get out of this. Go talk to someone. If it doesn't work out, talk to someone else and this will work itself out everyone's here for the same reason and it did and it did oh it absolutely did it did it was Not a rough long couple after months you were quite busy every single I, party yeah it, it worked out quite well And so my point here relative to jealousy is I think it is important not to just say, I feel like shit and I'm going to stand here and feel like shit. I think it is important to figure out for yourself how to dive in, figure out what the driver is there. What are you afraid of or angry about or feeling hurt about? And then really try to calmly and objectively say, first off, is this even really true or am I just mind fucking myself? And secondly, if it is true, then how can I fix it? Because no one else is going to fix it for me. If I stand here in the corner and wait for someone to to save me, that's probably not going to work out well. Right. 
one of the other things too, and we'll tie this all back together, but those feelings that you're talking about and then being able to introspect, to look in on yourself and figure out why, it's incredibly important. The piece that you don't want to leave out is to talk to your partner about that, is to bring your partner in and go, gosh, I'm really getting frustrated. I'm so happy for you that you're getting all this attention and fun, but I got to admit, I'm a little jealous. And here's why I think X, Y, Z or whatever those things are happening. But that I think is the key to kind of working through, at least it was for me, for Tristan. I mean, I would tell you all the time because I'm like, I can't get over that. I don't know why. Why? I mean, I remember even having conversations. I don't need you to solve this for me right now. I just need you to understand where I'm coming from. But I'm going to think about it a little bit more and then let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hash it out now but because I need more. But I need you to know where I'm coming from. And that was with Amber. And it was like, I don't know why this is bothering me so much. Why am I jealous? And I really had to dig, dig, dig because it, nothing was obvious. It wasn't easy mm-hmm. to figure out why I was jealous. But the key was being very open and honoring the fact that I wasn't saying to you, I need you to not see her anymore because that wasn't it like I really wanted to know why I was feeling like I was feeling so that I I didn't want to say I didn't feel like you could see her anymore Mm -hmm. I was having to work through through all of that and one of the things that we talked about that I think initially you were very uncomfortable about but then now have come around to embrace is the concept that in the same way that I can't be everything for you you can't be everything for me and at the time Amber fulfilled some needs that you couldn't fulfill well in the same way that yeah yeah, in the same way that Roy fulfilled some needs for mm-hmm. you that I couldn't fulfill. And that's a difficult thing to to tackle and to get over and to understand. But it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. But it's difficult emotionally to accept. Right. To well, that. it is because in our society today, your primary mate is should, your soulmate. Is your soulmate. Your they should give you everything, right. which total bullshit. But because <laughs> <laughs> that's impossible. But you know what? <laughs> when you're 25, you don't, you don't know any better. When you're 25, yeah. that was. They were. Yeah. You were my yeah. everything at 25. Mm-hmm. And anything that you weren't, I was willing to be like, I don't care because you check a lot of the other right. boxes. Right. <laughs> you know, right. it was great. You're, it's like, ah, it's okay if I don't get that because yeah. I'm getting all these other things. Right. Right. But now we understand that, yeah, you can and have it's it okay. all. Right. Yeah. But it takes more than one right. person to get right. that. And that's a difficult thing to swallow. I know for me, my first more than part of the crowd relationship, I bumped into a young lady who actually had a stronger history than I do with BDSM and kink and rope work. And she and I just went down that route rabbit hole instantly. And Crimson and I had played around with it a little bit. She enjoys some of it to some degree, but it was obvious that we weren't wanting the exact same things out of that aspect of play. So as I began to explore with this other playmate and that relationship grew and we developed feelings and then we began to see each other on individual dates, I was very cautious about my ability to communicate properly on the first night out notwithstanding. I was trying to be very cautious about, is this okay? Am I still good in exploring this with her? Very aware that there's all these potentials for hurt feelings and feeling left out and tried to do my best to stay connected and communicate well about those issues and feelings. And I know one of the things that we did also that I will throw out as a potential recommendation, very quickly after we started going to house parties, we had developed pretty much a standard checklist. And when we would leave a house party or an event, 
we would go down that checklist and it was a way of just staying very connected in conversation and making sure we're still checking in and you know questions like did anything happen that upset you did anything happen that was a first time that we haven't thought about before that we need to discuss just a whole litany of things to make sure that while we play independently at parties at the end of it all we come back we reconnect we flesh out any potential issues new things that have popped up concerns anything that didn't particularly go well we did that for about a year before we finally said okay we're we're feeling secure enough here now that if we leave this specific place we don't need to do the formal check-in we can just say how did that go it went great and that's nothing else to talk about but that was a really good help in the first Mm -hmm. year to have that just kind of checklisted template and go down every time it kind of took the pressure off if there was something bugging you and you wanted to talk about it you didn't have to feel like you had to find some way to break the ice and bring it up nope we've got a checklist we're going to bump into this in about three questions (laughs) and that's my guilt-free open door to lay it all out there and say i really didn't like this the way that happened and then Mm -hmm. we can talk about it right yeah so you're you're staying connected which is one of the things that we feared and that comes up in our emails all the time is is there's Mm -hmm. a fear of becoming disconnected Mm -hmm. and that there's a fear of indelibly changing your relationship or even losing your relationship which is one of the prime fears around developing feelings for others and so what i think what i hear you saying is yeah we have this communication mechanism baked in so that we can stay connected and so that we can assuage that fear of becoming disconnected right stay all on the same page mm-hmm. i think that gives the opportunity to if we're encouraging people to do that but also don't forget to say about the other things that caught you by surprise because this is the email that we've gotten quite a bit is that women will write to me and say i have feelings from one of my play partners and I wasn't expecting to have feelings and so they're caught off guard by mm-hmm. it and then they're feeling guilty yeah right. yeah which is a big, huge yeah guilt's a big piece of yeah. it yeah and so I like that idea of having this checklist of things just kind of your own whatever works for you because then you can talk about it, say you know what's caught me off guard is I really like him like I would like to see him alone and how does that how are we going to handle that like things like that and then that opens mm-hmm. up that dialogue or whatever that is because it can lead into guilt so so quickly and if you can maintain communication and talk about it instantly then you'll start to be able to navigate those waters much faster right because that's the way that you address all of these fears Mm -hmm. is by talking about them Mm -hmm. and understanding yes x y z these are going to happen and so let's talk about it in advance but then also talk about it as it's happening and then talk about it after it's happened and just keep talking you can't talk about this enough right and i think for people who are newer and just getting started like I said, for us, this has been something that's been part of the conversation from day one. We knew we wanted amazing relationships with amazing people. We knew that implied that feelings were going to be involved. I'd already read The Ethical Slut, Love is Not a Pie. I was at least intellectually comfortable with the idea, having not necessarily experienced it before. It was still something that I was interested in exploring. And so for those who are hearing us, if you're new or just getting into this, talk about these things in advance because they are going to come up. It's not like this is, oh my God, we're the one percenters that got feelings for someone. I'm pretty sure that happens to most people. Right. Mm-hmm. At some 99%. Point. Right. 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 So, right. so, unless you're a sociopath, <laughs> yeah, you, you're, you should expect to feel well, something. Well, no, yeah. I still have feelings for other people, though, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> so, so as I, I said, resemble that, remember. <laughs> 
<laughs> so as I said earlier, you know, it was great when Crimson got a boyfriend and started going out with him individually. And she would come to me and say, is this okay? Can we do this? Does schedule work? And my answer was always the same. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you for asking, but the answer is always yes. And me being able to say that to her consistently from day one, even before it happened, whatever question you come and ask me, if it's what you want, the answer is yes. And I'm totally okay with that. I think that opened up a big safety net. And I think that's one of the big things that can be helpful is sit with that notion for a while. Now, everything in the lifestyle, we've talked about this before. You think you're okay with it and then it happens and you suddenly realize I am not at all okay with this. That might happen. Mm -hmm. But to the degree that laying all the groundwork you can sit with that idea think about how would it feel if you developed feelings for someone else how would it feel if your mate developed feelings for someone else and how would it feel if both of you gave each other the freedom to do that and the security to know that when that was done for the day for the week forever however it rolls out that you're perfectly safe and secure to come back even if it goes south that's the key i think even if it goes south you're perfectly safe to come back and we'll figure it out from there because we gave each other permission to do this right up front. I think having that conversation in advance and just knowing that even if it goes horribly wrong, you'll work together to figure it out. I think that helped a lot. So I love the way that you describe that as a safety net, because what you're really talking about is mutual trust and mutual reassurance that this is okay, that we're all good with this. It's all consensual. It might get a little scary at times, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, we're not going anywhere. Right. And that's the reassurance that I needed to hear mm-hmm. from Marina when I was concerned about this with Roy right. is she would always tell me I'm not going anywhere yeah she knew yeah. And, and with Amber she knows you know, but you, the difference also and I will say that I remember it so clearly I remember where we were driving I remember being in the car with you when you made the statement about how Amber fulfilled the need for you or whatever about that I didn't fill and I was mortified I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't feel all your every week right. me. And then <laughs> that I'm like, was hard to hear. Yeah. It was really yeah. hard to hear. But then it didn't take long to go, oh my God, yes, but that's exhausting. And like, right. <laughs> who wants that job? You know? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, if Amber can take some of this load off of my back, you know, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, he was like, oh, you want to go spank her? Robert? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Leave my ass alone. Yeah. <laughs> but it actually was more, I, and yeah. I actually think I, I even said this to Phoenix when we very first met about when I said, you know, Tristan has a girlfriend and I'd had a boyfriend and I remember you saying Crimson had a boyfriend and I was like, wow, really? And and talking about this, but it was like when Tristan said to me about Amber meeting some of those needs and I realized later on that it, it was so true. She was new for him or in the sense he was new for her. And so all of like everything was exciting and all of his stories were new and fresh and exciting Mm -hmm. and talking about his day was new and fresh and Mm -hmm. exciting. And my jealousy turned into gratitude because I was like, what a great way to feel. Mm -hmm. You have someone that is like, oh my God, you're amazing and you're wonderful. Of course, I think Tristan is amazing and wonderful. We're married. This is why we're here together these many years still later and all the things that we've done and worked through and, and all this stuff. But it was so wonderful to see Tristan to see you come back to life kind of hmm. in a way from her enamoredness with you from mm-hmm. your your NRE the two right. of you right. with, exactly. your, with your new yeah. relationship energy was so fun to watch and it just made me so happy mm-hmm. so that's my compulsive right. nature like I don't care about sitting and watching you having sex but to know that you're happy and that this person like it's exciting and new and wonderful that's amazing that's the best gift that you can give anybody and right. I think I even said that to Phoenix when we first met like yes it's 
it's the most amazing gift I can give to the man that I love the most is that, yes, let others experience Mm -hmm. how fabulous and wonderful you are. If you find another woman that finds you fabulous and amazing. And Crimson happens to fall in that category as well. (laughs) He is amazing. And I I remember looking at Crimson, I think it was, was it either 2020 or 2021, New Year's Eve? We were standing outside in front of the house. That was 2020. Was it 2020? And I turned to you and I said, thank you for loving my husband. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Yeah, because it Mm. was just like, wow, that's like the best gift I could ever give is to say, be happy Mm -hmm. with your relationship. Because I do feel, I mean, I am safe, but we've talked about it enough. No, we're not going anywhere, but this, our four-way relationship is amazing because we've all crafted something that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But I think with Amber, the piece, and Roy, the same way, that I would tell you, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not leaving him. Are you kidding? First of all, he was married. (laughs) (laughs) But even if he wasn't, it was just like, it's not wasn't the person I was going to spend the rest right, of my life right, with. I just right. would have loved to have spent part of my life right. with him and got him for a year. But I, and I think that for me, being really honest about uh, where things were with Tristan and Amber was that Amber has a few children <laughs> and kids are not Tristan's forte. And I'm like, he will so never leave me. Let's, clar- let's clarify. No, no, no. Let's clarify. Other people's kids are not right. my kids. I, I, I love my kids. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So that no, first yes. night after we came came back and we, we went out for beers that Sunday mm-hmm. after we all met in New Orleans. And I remember we were sitting in one of the bars and you were telling us the story about Amber and your relationship. And I remember Marina, you were saying, yeah, she's got kids. Yeah. There ain't nothing going on with that one. <laughs> he will never, he will never believe me. Oh my God. Yeah. I just remember like internally just laughing so hard at that one. So, so that, to, let's piggyback on that so that I don't sound like a total asshole. What else came in that conversation at that restaurant where Marina was looking through her phone and found a picture oh. of our youngest son when he was like four. I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. And I hadn't I remember, seen that picture. I know. And, and you were just like, you started oh, crying. I, I know. <laughs> That's when we were eating dinner. Yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. So, it was like, oh. Like, and you're like, oh, oh this is our youngest son with his dog. And, you're just and like, all of a sudden, Tristan turned away. It was just like, and you, you were just like, you had this shocked look on your face, and you're like, are you crying? <laughs> And he's like, yes, I haven't seen that picture oh in years. So I, I thought it was the actually, I think, thing ever. I, I, was think, just... I think it was a picture of the boys when we went to the Kenny Chesney concert in mm. 2007 mm-hmm. in West Palm yeah. Beach. And the two of them, our oldest was wearing his cowboy hat yeah. and the youngest Aww. was wearing his little Texas, you know, <laughs> yeah, Longhorns with, jersey. With his Hot Wheels cars. With his Hot Wheels yeah. cars. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen that in forever. And I just, yeah. yeah. It, it was in yeah, and so, it was um, because and what's more fun is that our oldest would call him. No, actually, it was the younger one yeah. would call him Kesney Chenny. Kesney Chenny. We have no idea where that yeah, flip flopping. Yeah, but yeah, no, and that's yes. true. And we so, digress, no. but yes, yeah. it, it, you're right. So, you're, yeah, not, you're not a total. I'm asshole. not a total no, asshole. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ninety percent of the time, we digress. We digress into for people that I don't love. But we digressed into the bottom section of topics we wanted to talk about, which was the benefits. Right. So we talked a lot about the fears yeah. and the jealousy and the potential pitfalls, but the benefits of opening yourself up to the experience of having feelings and developing really deep, intimate, meaningful relationships. And this is part and parcel. And that evening is a great example, right? 
we all, as I said earlier, we're in very similar places in life. We have kids and we have parents and we're going through some of the same unbelievably chaotic, amazing, amazing is not always a positive word, experiences mm. in life. And we share those and we share those deeply and meaningfully. And we connect on that level because we're all going through that. And it's part of who we are right now. So I think one of the big benefits of opening yourself up in this way in the lifestyle is that you get to share those experiences with someone with the same level of intimacy that vanilla people share with their spouse. But you get to share it with a lot more people and you get more feedback and more support and more love and more camaraderie of going through those experiences and sucking up the good and the bad and all of it. Mm -hmm. And it just enriches it and it makes it deeper and more complex. It's, it's an amazing thing to be able to share your life that deeply with many people. Mm-hmm. And Especially I think at a that's time like, benefits. I know for, you know, once the kids are grown and stuff, I've talked to vanilla people where life just is ho-hum going to put up with whatever and is boring and just waiting to die and for us it's just been like a new lease on life it's like oh my god the excitement it's like oh i'm a sexual being again who knew (laughs) it's just amazing the things that you just feel younger and more alive just being able to open yourself up like that so it's it's pretty cool yeah i I love the way that you stated that as life enhancing and life Mm -hmm. enriching because it absolutely is is. it is right and you do have to risk those negative emotions you do have to open yourself up one of the things I read early, early on was a guy who said, we talked about this forever. We thought being in the lifestyle was going to be great. And the first time I saw a guy make love to my wife, it was like somebody sucked all the oxygen out of the room. That might happen along the way. You have yeah. to take that risk if you want to reap that reward. Yeah. But good communication and talking about it in advance are two of the best safeguards to help you get through that. And I think that, too, we've talked about it. I'm talking about the piece about how the benefits of everything. There are still hiccups. There are still bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. There are oh, still yeah. times where Tristan and I have to talk about my love for Phoenix and what that is. and. But what draws me to Phoenix is not the same things that draws me to Tristan because you guys are very different. And so I really am lucky personally because I have two wonderful men who love me that are very different and I get a lot of buckets filled from different people. But we talked about it too. And I think with the piece of, again, still knowing and Tristan and I do this, we check in with each other every once in a while and it's still like, you know, I'm not going anywhere, right? If it's all four of us still sitting there when we're in our 80s and 90s, that'll be awesome. But if not, it's definitely... You and I sitting there, and we always talk about on the front porch of the nursing home, <laughs> saying, remember when, and I always, I always get corrected, it's not remember when, it's like, hey, let's go hit the couple down the hall. It's not remember, it's what's next. Yeah. Who's next? I'm planning on being a little bit less active in my 90s, Tristan is still gung-ho, but he's, you know, they he's have a young puppy in this. Yes. Oh, 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 you know, they have in, oh, injectable oh, drugs. Oh, but, if that's what's required when I'm 90, yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. But we do talk about that, and it's like, you know, God willing, it'll be fun, because the four of us have amazing times, and not without our ups and downs either, but it's just been like, this relationship is worth working for and mm-hmm. towards, and how do we make it better? But again, maintaining and keeping that communication line open, and still doing check-ins, little check-ins, little things here and there, just a way of making sure you understand, just, this is still part of the equation, this is all what we do, mm-hmm. and it's a gift. We've talked about it 
for you guys, you listeners, our story will come out a lot more as we get actually caught up with how we met in New Orleans and then how this relationship has built on. But we would have never had the opportunity had to we not been right. into it. Had we not been, yeah. and that's the right. case I'm trying to it get It wasn't to. something yeah. we were trying to do, right. but we were open to it. Right. And so when it happened, it was we just embraced it. Yeah, right absolutely. Yeah. But I think that in talking about all those things and did we talk about all the different emotions and feelings that can come up, like the the fears? I know we have our kind of our list here, but did we talk um, about? I don't know that we've actually talked about like fear of emotional attachment and becoming distant. Mm. I think one of your emails was like they felt distant from their spouse when right. they came back. Mm-hmm. So that piece, I don't know that we've actually talked about. And I think that with that, again, the hardest thing to do is the best thing to do, which is to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, all of these fears and problems can be addressed by communication and by talking about Mm -hmm. it. And it's really the only way to do it. If you're listening and you're at the beginning of your journey, the time is now to set forth those communication guidelines, Mm -hmm. like really be talking about stuff and even saying things like, Let's talk about the not fun stuff, but add the fun stuff at the end. Like, if let's talk about what happens if there's emotions, but then let's talk about how that can be great. Mm-hmm. Right. And I hate to keep talking about the ethical slut, but it was such a great book for us, all four of us, mm-hmm. it kind of stuck a chord with. But again, they talked about the fact the most important thing is if you're wanting to do this, is allowing your partner to have those experiences. So when you start to have the feelings is to not say, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Right. It's a growth opportunity for right. you. Mm-hmm. Because then you're going to set up resentment on the other person if you're forcing them to stop that relationship Mm -hmm. so you know i've always said you know go do what you need to do and work on yourself as far as any feelings that pop up in relation to that right i also like the fact of yeah go do what you want to do but let's talk about it like oh yeah yeah Yeah, you know because that's the way we've been able to be a part of it you know i've been able to be a part of it even though it's not my relationship but we've been very I'm very grateful for the way that our communication and dynamic set up instantly because the way we talked about it, Tristan, before you and I even got into the lifestyle, when we were researching, the same thing kept coming up and that was that we have to promise. We have Mm -hmm. to promise we have to talk about this no matter how painful Mm -hmm. it is. We have to promise. And we both solemnly swore we promise no matter what happens, no matter how hard this gets, we have to talk about it. And we've even talked about the fact if the lifestyle ended, like if we had to say we can't do this anymore, if one of us had to say I can't do this anymore, what does that look like? And the reality is, is that it's changed from, well, then we just won't do it to, well, then let's talk about what that looks like for us. Because I would never say you can't do that anymore, but I I may say, you know what I'm saying? Because it's not. I can't imagine never not doing it. Because the idea of it is now in your head. You've been able to do it. Well, it's who we are. It has become part of your life. And to stop that, I think, would just kind of kill a part of you. Yeah, totally. But there could be be physical things that could come up. Oh, absolutely. Where you have to drop out. Exactly. What does that mean for your spouse? Right. And that involves a conversation on what happens then. And I think that's why, again, it's so important. And we talk about it even when we go on Vanilla Podcast when people are like, oh, I want to try this. We're like, you have to be so communicative. Mm -hmm. You have Mm -hmm. to really have your communication lines open with each other. That's the most important. Right. And that's and, how. And be willing to forgive, like you said earlier. You know, shit's going to happen. Right. And you got to be able to forgive each other and go from there and talk about it. You need to have the courage to trust and have the courage to forgive mm-hmm. and constantly be reassuring one another. I think one thing, too, again, to really help people understand, I don't think I've tried it. I think you have it, the Jealousy Workbook. Yes, I have, have that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And you liked it. Mm-hmm. I know Dr. Lay Miller, when we interviewed mm-hmm. Dr. Justin Lay Miller, who does sex and psychology, he actually recommends that book as well, The Jealousy Workbook. Yeah. I know I either have it or I, it's sitting in my basket and <laughs> they save for later category, but I hear that that's a really good book. And that, okay. because the jealousy, the same type of thing, it's helping you deeper dive into those emotions. And I'm, as my own self, always trying to look for ways to understand my own emotions. Again, it doesn't mean that they're right or they're wrong but i certainly want to be able to identify them and then talk to tristan about them like this is what's happening or even phoenix when we have stuff that's going on you know we talk about i need help with this and xyz the other thing too i wanted to talk about which when phoenix when you were talking about your experiences you were talking about envy and jealousy Mm -hmm. and nookie with dating kinky mm-hmm. one time we were listening to a presentation that she was doing and she said i'm not jealous i'm possessive oh, yeah that's and interesting. i yeah. love the way that she because at first you hear possessive and the hair stands up on the yeah, back yeah, of your yeah. neck and you're like no 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 don't be possessed that's almost worse right and hearing her talk about it was like no i'm possessive she, you know she said you can go play but you understand that's mine, that's mine. yeah right and so she's in the way that she put it and she talked about it with her relationship with her significant other that she's like it's like I have this Ferrari and do I want my friends to drive my Ferrari fuck yeah I want them to drive it and be like this Ferrari is the best fucking Ferrari I've ever had and then bring it home to me and go yeah it is see you later (laughs) (laughs) that Ferrari's parked in my garage baby (laughs) (laughs) but I thought that was so interesting she took this word that inherently seems negative Mm -hmm. but it wasn't negative and it yeah. was like that was an interesting way to it's, it's almost endearing <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah to kind of categorize yeah. it like as not a negative thing like so mm-hmm. it wasn't jealousy she loves to share her partner when she decides that she will share him but understanding totally that they have a different dynamic than a lot of other well couples. i'm just saying yeah. like i yeah. that's what i say about yeah. tristan go mm-hmm. forth have fun do whatever but no, at the end of the day i know where you're gonna end up mm-hmm. i kind of liked that piece of it you know mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's kind of that the base, the core of everything. Yeah, that the foundation have. relationship. Right. Yeah. Anyways, I thought that was interesting too. So lots of feelings and emotions that go along with being in the lifestyle, feeling guilty that you might have emotions for someone, talk to a, your partner about it. Feeling that you might become distant, talk to your partner mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> feeling neglected or disconnected or that this will change your relationship, talk to your partner about it. That's really kind of the bottom right. line. That's where it all lands. Yeah. And which, which, by the way, is why I think that this strengthens our relationships with one another. One another because it requires such a deep dive and deep level of communication mm-hmm. in order to be successful at it. And so that just makes all of the relationships more successful, our secondary tertiary relationships, but our primary relationship as well, because we're learning how to talk to one another about things that are really uncomfortable and that most people wouldn't touch. Right. But we have to talk about it all the time. It just makes us closer. Mm-hmm. And doing your own work on yourself, mm-hmm. looking at, I feel crappy about what's going on here. What does crappy really mean? What's the real emotion there what's the real reason that emotions there and there are tons of self-help books that can help you figure all that out but you, you need to do some work on yourself to understand if you feel crappy first off that's your responsibility to figure that out you can't just go to your mate and say I feel crappy about what happened this weekend, and now you have to fix it and make me feel better. That's never going to work. So you've got to dig into your for yourself and figure out why am I feeling crappy and what do I need to ask for to help that work out better. 
And part of that, too, when you just said that is that surprise emotion that I feel guilty. And so if you're feeling guilty, then my guess is it's because your play partner is feeling a need in you that you didn't know that you had or that you're scared because your husband or your primary partner isn't feeling that need. I mean, that's what a lot of that is. It's like, well, the way we have sex is filling a need that I didn't know that I have. And so do you feel guilty about that? Well, if you do, but be honest and think about what that piece is. And then again, talk to your partner about it. And they're not easy conversations to have, but that's the person that you need. Or you're feeling that that person shows you intimacy in a way that maybe your partner doesn't. Not because they don't mean to, but you've been together 30 years and that could be just a different level of intimacy. I really like it when so-and-so does X, Y, Z. And Tristan and I, we've talked about it where a lot of times someone's play style really turns us on and it really gets us connected with that person. We have feelings for them, but it may not be a play style that you and I want to enjoy together. It's like, it's not something that I would be interested with you, but I really like it with them. But we talk about that also. Yeah, that was a big part of what was going on for us. Because again, with the kink and the rope play and the impact play, there were parts of that and levels of that that you weren't interested in. And I kept coming back and saying, you know, hey, would you like to try this? Uh, Do you want to do this? And you were like, nope, that's just not my thing. Go have fun. And it can be challenging. Well, parts of it I was interested. I just didn't want that whole dynamic of dom-sub. Right. Because being married, it's just... Right. Yeah, 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 I turn around and say, fuck you. (laughs) And I've said that to people sometimes. It's like, with other people, I could be more like that and enjoy it. But we would be building a scene, and so you're tied up, and I'm flogging you, and then I whack you with the flogger, and just in an instant, it goes from, ooh, 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 to, what the hell are you doing back there? It's like, oh, we're done. (laughs) That night's over. And, you know, again, it goes to, you've been married for 30 years, and that one little, I'm just going to put a little extra spice on this one swing. Wow. And it's like, oh, we're going to be talking about that for three weeks now. (laughs) And that anyone else except the person you've been married to for 30 years, that would have been awesome. But just because you've been married for 30 years, (laughs) that line was not meant to be crossed. And we've talked to several people, Mm -hmm. and they're all like, oh, yeah, yeah, we do not play like that. I can play like that with any other woman on the face of the earth, but we do not play like that. And so it's a very common thing. And should you feel guilty about that? I don't think so. I think that's respecting a part of what makes your own marriage unique. It's not great that you have baggage, but it's good that you respect it and say, you know what, this is part of who we are after 30 years. And yeah, we're just going to respect that and move on. Right. Identify it. Identify it. Respect it. (laughs) Understand it. Understand it. Work with it. Yeah. And so, and again, being excited for your partner that they can experience that. And I'm thinking of it, though, specifically from emails and the questions that we've gotten. Let's bring up something specific. A woman is hot wifing it, and she now all of a sudden actually wants to date one of the play partners. Mm -hmm. Because she's having feelings for him. So she's loving going out on dates with him. And it's exciting. And it's fresh. And um, It's the boyfriend experience. Exactly. The boyfriend mm-hmm. Which we joke about all the time. Yes, we do. Yeah. Boyfriend versus yeah. husband. What, <laughs> what we each get away with if, if we were the wife, the spouse, or the boyfriend, girlfriend. But what does that, what would you say to somebody who's asking about that? Like, holy shit, what do I do? I really fucking like him. What would we say to that person? So what I would say is, first and foremost, don't feel guilty. You're doing nothing wrong. What you're experiencing is perfectly natural and normal. We call it NRE. It's a baked in part of our lifestyle. 
find a way to discuss that with your primary partner and then as quickly as possible reach a point where your partner is comfortable with it and you can free yourself up to enjoy it fully because that's what this is all about Mm -hmm. And I think in order to do that, that requires what we talked about earlier, being very honest and open and being very reassuring. Mm -hmm. But don't wait. As soon as you you go, oh, crap, there's something happening here and we've never talked about it. I don't know how to process it. That's the moment to have the conversation. Right. Because I've heard in the email that I don't think my partner signed up for this. Meaning like, yeah, Yeah. this was supposed to be fun and we were just supposed to go out and fuck people. And now. Yeah, that's hard because if you're not on the same page, that's a problem. Right. And that is hard. And that is going to be a divisive point in your relationship. Unless, could be. Unless but if, you, you're, if they're relatively new to the lifestyle, he may be sitting around thinking the same thing. Oh my God, this is awesome. I would love for her to really go for it, but we didn't sign up for this. We never talked about this. I don't want to tell her I want her to go out and fall in love with another man. She'll think I'm trying to get rid of her. And it's like having that conversation in your head, it just gets more negative the further you dig into it. Right. So it's frightening. It takes a lot of courage, but bring it up. Have the conversation. It takes a lot of courage and self-confidence. And those are difficult things to find sometimes. And I think right. a lot of times... Especially, the- especially in this context where you're feeling so vulnerable. Right. Right. And she's probably afraid, oh, if I bring this up, he's going to say no, and then what? You know, right. do now I, I, Then I have to stop right. seeing. Right, then I have to stop seeing this other guy, and I don't want it to be a choice between my husband and this other guy I like. So right. it's, it's a tough conversation to have. Well, and I think part of that is, and in, in the way that Tristan and I will a lot of times start the conversation is, um, just to check in first, like, you know I love you, and we're not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere, but I need to tell you some things that I'm experiencing. Just like with Amber, too. It was like, I need to tell you I'm experiencing it. I don't need you to solve the problem for me right now because I don't know what that what it looks like. I, I know the dog is barking. <laughs> it is what it is. I can't. He I likes can't being stop. part of the podcast. I know, he does. Every time. Yep, just keep rolling. I know. But that's what we talk about because it's a reminder for me to tell you that. Like, I want you to realize that, like, on the get-go, I'm not saying this is over, but I'm saying I need help with this. And honestly, Tristan's been one of my best (laughs) ears to bend when I had, like, with Roy, and I was sad, and he was that relationship was going to be ending, and I talked to you about that, Mm -hmm. but I'm really sad. And you kind of, like a girlfriend, would support me and say, it's whatever it was going on, to be supportive and talking about if I'm feeling this way or that way and as my boyfriend is going to be leaving soon and now I'm really sad and we talked a lot about it. Mm-hmm. You're a good girlfriend to have, Christian. <laughs> 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 I have my husband and my best girlfriend. You're lucky. But that, I'm not that's, quite sure how to respond know, to that. Take it as a compliment, honey. I think that's a great analogy. I think part of doing this well, part of doing the lifestyle well, we've talked this whole time about you're the person who's experiencing these emotions and what do you do about it? But let's step out of that for a second and talk about the other person in the relationship. You're the support person. Your spouse has a new BFF that they're just
just all enraptured with. And what's your role in this conversation? Mm -hmm. And from everything that we've read and agreed to and discussed over the years, your role in that moment is to be incredibly supportive and selfless and compassionate. And even if it makes you uncomfortable, if you're committed to this kind of open lifestyle, your role in that moment is to say, it's okay. I'm a little scared too, but it's fine. Go forth, explore, get everything you can out of this. Talk to me about it, but it's okay. And that's your role. And that does kind of cross over into the boyfriend slash girlfriend category, as opposed to possessive wife, husband category, where you say, no, that's not okay. You can't do that. I never agreed to you having feelings for them. Like, nope, that is not your role in that moment. Your role is to say, I support you. Go explore, go live your life and have a great time. But not everybody has that right. dynamic. Right. And I so know. we wish, we it's, hope that they all do, but if they don't, and so the main thing is then to be, I think that if, if something came across, and I guess this is really the bottom line, if something came across where Tristan was really like, I am so dead set against this, I would really have to stop right. and say, and take that into account because he's not like that for me. Right. He's like, right. he is go forth and do whatever. And I think the other thing too, where you talk about where men wanting their wives to be with other people and stuff, and I'll, I'll get that comment often, like, I had no idea it was going to be so hot watching my wife or somebody else. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know either. Tristan's always fantasizing <laughs> about it. So it was never a concern. But for many people, it is a concern. Mm-hmm. And then the, the husbands are like, holy shit, this is the awesomest thing ever. But even knowing from the get-go that that was a big thing for you, Tristan, was that you wanted to see me with somebody. I was still like checked in every time. This, mm-hmm. you know, I was still really nervous that when it really happened, you were going to go, oh, yeah, never mind. I hate that. And now I'm into it because I'm really digging it. So shit, that was going to be tough. But we've talked about the fact, and again, it comes back to the fact that just because I don't agree with it doesn't mean it doesn't have to happen. It's If, if it's detrimental to our relationship, then we would need to take it down even into deeper. But if it's just like us growing to be better people and you're having this relationship and how do I handle my feelings about it, then that's on partly of me and my growing, my growth experience. Yeah, absolutely. But there's a lot to it. And I think that the reason that we, again, really wanted to talk about this today, the recent episodes have really spurred a lot of this communication dialogue and not to know what to do in emails and messages that we're getting on Instagram and things like that. And people are like, how do I do that? How do I talk? I'm really scared that I'm going to have feelings or I'm really scared that now I've been seeing this person and now I have feelings and how do I handle all of that? And there's no one answer, obviously. It's because it's just, it's individual for everybody and it's individual for every couple and you just got to talk it out. Communication is the biggest thing. Bad news never gets better with age. That's true. And the more you get comfortable though, talking about things as soon as they happen the less scary it becomes yeah right. it's like a muscle right. and, and like yeah. flexing and working mm-hmm. a muscle because it's not easy to talk about this stuff but then once you kind of get in the groove and you know you, you get used to it you get stronger and better at it and that's where the relationship enhancement comes in my opinion absolutely well, this has been a good conversation yeah it, yeah, has. it has i don't know that we had any aha moments for anybody in particular Probably not. but it's really no. just more other about- than bioluminescent fish <laughs> <laughs> And manatees and, and dolphins. Oh I don't. I'm sure there was a mermaid in there somewhere, but we just didn't see. Tristan her quite was hoping there was. <laughs> I, know, I, was I was on the edge of the dock looking. Here I am. Remember a few weeks ago. Yes. Where's my mermaid? Yes, he was calling to them, listening for their siren song <laughs> every evening. Actually, we talked about yeah. it. Tristan's out looking for yeah. the mermaids again. Tristan went in to go brush his teeth and get ready for the mermaid. Yeah. Combed his hair. 
there, took a shower. Put on cologne. Waiting, yeah, waiting for that mermaid. Well, I'm sure she was there. Maybe yeah, we scared her I off. Know. Sorry I torpedoed us yeah. here. Yeah, you were about yeah. to say something very important. I'm, I'm sure certain. I was. But <laughs> what I was going to say was that uh, this conversation I don't think will ever end. I think no. this yeah. will no. be it's something for everyone always in any journey in their lifestyle journey. And I think it holds a lot of people back from getting into the lifestyle, their fear of mm-hmm. these things happening. And I think for us, and we've talked about it, we talk about it on, when we're interviewed on Vanilla Podcast, is that the lifestyle is not for everybody. And the communication that we have had has made it so beneficial. And we were old enough, experienced enough, and wise enough to be able to say, no, we really mean that we have to talk about everything and we have to stick to that no matter how hard it gets. Mm-hmm. And we've been together long enough to honor those. Right. And those it is things. a risk. It's a big risk. Mm-hmm. But the rewards are amazing, both in terms of just living your life and enjoying your life, but then also primary relationship, right. how that grows or can't grow. Right. So in our estimation, weighing risk and reward is mm-hmm. so far worth it that we're happy to deal with the risk. I think that for me, my final thought would be don't be afraid of allowing yourself to have the feeling feelings if you're in a relationship if your primary relationship is a one where you're open and you love each other and you want each other to have those experiences because it's scary but now that I've turned the corner I'm like I want Tristan to feel as much love from everybody mm-hmm. from any partners that he has and for him to be emotionally attached to others is an amazing gift that I can give I will say though interestingly enough we'll see how this goes with Phoenix <laughs> <laughs> And how, I mean, for you and I, our relationship is new. And I thought about this the other day. You know, we haven't had a lot of chance to play and to get out there and to really share our relationship with others because of COVID. And we got back into playing a little bit this summer, but it was very limited I mean, yes. before yeah. we decided yeah. to pull back again. Just a few parties. And so, yeah, so this will be a new mm-hmm. piece of my journey for me because I have this other person who I love dearly. And it's a whole new dynamic yeah. of a relationship. And it's a newer relationship. Yeah, so, it's, so I don't have that. You don't have this. We, Tristan have and I have already talked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah early, early conversation. on. Yeah. yeah, a lot. Yeah. Very early. Yeah. And so this is a great point that all of these things that we've been talking about with respect to your primary relationship, then you have to have the same conversations in your other relationships. Mm-hmm. And we did have this conversation mm-hmm. early 2020 before COVID when we were going to a lot of parties. And I sat down with Crimson and said, yeah, I'm having, I'm having these uncomfortable feelings. And it was the same thing as with Amber, it's because this is a new relationship. And I don't know, I don't have confidence right. that you're going to be... You don't feel be, secure in that relationship right. as you do your marriage. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Because they're new. You don't know how that's going to go. Right. Yeah. Like, I could yeah. think, like, with Tristan, I'd be like, yes, go. Yeah, he, do yeah he's here. He's, yeah, he ain't going Phoenix, anywhere. Like, like, who? What? When? Where am I going to be? How's that right. going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure I shouldn't be there? No. But I mean... But how fascinating is that? I mean, and oh, I think yeah. it's a very Although, illustrative of, yeah. you know, there's insecurities, and which is to me, the foundation of all uncomfortable, jealous feelings. The root is insecurity. So you had that conversation with her early on. Mm. I didn't have that when we first started Phoenix, when we were first dating in the parties and things that were there. I didn't worry. I didn't have that. And now I don't know what that is going to feel like later. You know, because now we're a year and a half. Because we constantly say, whenever we start over, finally, (laughs) uh, it'll be starting over. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
shit, it's been, except for a small couple of weeks where we tried to jump back in, it's been two and a half years. Well, it's been a, a year, year, year and a half. A year and yeah. a half. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like that. COVID math. We've been dating it's, for it's two and a half years. It's been a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, we're going to get to go back through all of this in, in a very different way with a whole new context. It'll probably be faster and easier because we have experience with it. But yeah, there'll be a lot of, oh, shit, I feel something that I haven't felt in over a year and a half and that doesn't feel comfortable and I guess that means we need to talk about that and figure that out so yeah, yeah. more to come more to yeah. come more to I know come. I just uh, yeah I was thinking about that the other day and it's just like it'll be a whole different experience and another great growth opportunity for me <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the way around yeah, yeah. yeah. but yep. it, you know I know he's not going anywhere but it's totally a different thing it's not oh, 30 I, years worth of I know he's not going anywhere right. it's only yeah, yeah. and, um, I totally and yeah, we haven't it. had any you know and yeah. we have had very few chances to have a time together you and I Phoenix with other people and I mean just the way that everything worked out because mm-hmm. I was gone you guys went to some parties and I wasn't there yeah. and then COVID yeah so it'll be it'll be interesting so yeah more to come that's what we're saying mm-hmm. it, and I bring that up because one other quick thing we talked about this with their play partners and single guys is that when the relationship ends I think I mentioned this because this with my relationship with Roy I knew it was coming to an end and I was never I was sad about it but I was never really like heartbroken like you are when you're a teenager in college mm-hmm. and your boyfriend breaks up with you even though you know it's coming or whatever right. that is it was totally different it was this yes a chapter was closing um, I talked to Tristan about it quite a bit because I was sad but it was never devastating i never right. felt like i don't know it was it was just a, a door mm-hmm. was closing it mm-hmm. just was a totally different feeling and i think that's even though i loved him very much it's definitely just a different relationship and so but that's because our relationship is what it is absolutely i'm your yeah. best girlfriend you are. <laughs> you are so lucky you, have, you are so lucky <laughs> I am so lucky. I was just going to say, best of all worlds. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. How do you follow that up? I know, I know. (laughs) So I hope we've covered some of this for you, talking about the feelings and the emotions. And I know we probably didn't clear anything up and give anybody any direct answer, because guess what? There isn't an answer. No, there's no answer. You have to do it. it. Yep, you have to do it for yourself. You have to talk it out. And that's the main thing that we drill home all the time, communication. And just be honest about what's happening and be honest in your communication. Because if you are, then nothing can take you by surprise. Because if you come to your partner at the end of the play party or the end of the date or the third date that you've been on with this person and go, I got to tell you, I'm like really digging him. And I, you know, I'm getting feelings for this person. And talk about what that means. Say, I don't, I'm not going anywhere, but I need you to know. I mean, this is really a really cool, awesome relationship. And I've had a great time. And thank you for allowing me to have this relationship. But I need you to know because I don't want you to get caught off guard. But because I'm kind of caught off guard by my own feelings for this person and then that's an easy way to put it it's right. not scary yeah, it's not it's threatening not, yeah, yeah yeah it's not like you better do this or i'm leaving no right. it's like hey heads up but it's awesome and hopefully the person sees it so i hope this has been beneficial to talk about this for everybody mm-hmm. again it's a hot topic we'll be discussing it i'm sure more and again people always want to know about feelings and what do you do about them in the lifestyle and you navigate them just like everything else ride it and enjoy it there you go <laughs> <laughs> yep, ride it hard, put it away wet. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can't tee it up that's like my, that. That's my old cowboy saying. <laughs> what is it? Ride a horse. Yeah, something actually, save a cowboy. Or, no, no, wait. Ride, 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 ride a horse, horse save, save a cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> 
a country song. No, no. you got it back. No, it's no, a horse. Save a horse. Oh, right, cowboy. I knew I'd get that wrong. That's big and rich. Big and rich. There you go. We've seen them in concert. Yes. I was actually referring to it when someone says, well, they look ridden hard and put away wet. Yeah, road hard and put away wet. Yeah, that's That's always fun. That's my goal after every yes. house party. It's <laughs> <laughs> for people to come and go, man, you look road hard, but way wet. Yes, 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 I was. Thank you very much. And thank him and him and him and him. <laughs> oh, and, and her and him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. There's episode 25 of the Accidental Swingers talking about emotions and feelings in the lifestyle. Again, we hope that you found some of this information um, helpful. Or at least fun. Yeah, at least fun. And there's a great, you know, just great things on the horizon, but you just got to be open and yeah, honest. Yeah, just be open. Yeah, so. Open so, to the experiences. Yep. Thanks so much for joining us. As always, you can find us. I'll get, run through our socials, or I'll have everybody run through their socials ready. So on Instagram, you can find us at Accidental Swingers. Or Marina's Tristan. And how do you spell that? M-Y-R-I-N-A-S-T-R-I-S-T-A-N. <laughs> uh-huh. And no you, apostrophe. Right, there you go. And you? Crimson Dragonfly <laughs> underscore SL. There you go. That's your Instagram. And Instagram. Crimson, yep, Crimson Dragonfly underscore SL. And you are? Swinky underscore Swinky life. Yes, at Swinky. On Instagram. Yep. And uh, SwinkyLife.com on right. the web. And um, on Twitter, we are actually Marina underscore Tristan on Twitter. What's Twitter? I, I know, right? <laughs> Every once in a while. Don't age yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Join us next time. Episode 26, we'll get back to some stories. We've got some amazing, fun, hot stories coming up. Yeah, it's going to be, that one's going to be really good. I've I've already previewed the field audio for actually the next several episodes coming up. There's some good stuff. And we are. Because as we say, it it only gets better. It does. Yeah. I know. When do we ever not say that? But we it's true. Say that it's I know. True. It's just true. But right? we're getting into some crazy ass well, shit yeah, coming up. Yeah. I this think, is where we yeah. really, again, I've always said it all the time. This is where things really started to happen. Of course, mm-hmm. we said that a couple months ago when things really started to happen. But yes, we'll be doing that. And oh, we are appearing on a couple of vanilla podcasts. So stay tuned to our Instagram accounts for when those will be airing. We actually, I think, are being interviewed. We've done one and we have two more coming up. Mm-hmm. And then another one has contacted us about it. So we love doing vanilla podcast interviews because um, it gives us a chance to share our message with the world and kind of normalize open relationships. Absolutely. So and talking about communication and how it's helped our marriage. Because people think you're only into the lifestyle because you want to cheat and you want to have anonymous sex with other people. And as we just talked about this entire episode is for this group, that is not what it's about at all. That's what we talk about on Vanilla Podcasts. So there you go. There you go. Thanks so much for joining us and we will see you next time. Next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, everybody. Love this episode of The Accidental Swingers? Pop on over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to our show. And while you're there, you can leave us a review. You can also visit our website, accidentalswingers.com, to get show notes, read our blog, or find out about our next adventure. Join us next time and listen along as we bumble our way through this adventure that we call The Lifestyle.